Welcome to episode 17 of Betfurg 101. Uh, absolutely delighted to have another guest, uh, a Kiwi guest following the success of, of Mark Stafford a couple of weeks ago. It is uh, Tony Craig, a very good friend of mine. He's a, he's a full-time seafood connoisseur, part-time sports better. Tony, good morning or good evening to you in New Zealand. How are you doing? Oh, very windy, Wellington. Goodness me, those bring back the days. How how are you keeping over there, sir? Oh, very good. Um, you would appreciate today I played golf at Miramar in six, uh, 55 to 60 kilometre an hour winds. Well, I, yes, I certainly remember those days. Thankfully, the uh, the golfers uh, congregating at Royal Liverpool tomorrow won't be facing that kind of a test, but it will be a little bit breezy and... and um, why don't we cut straight to the chase? Um, we were there in, in, in 2006 with, with that magnificent Tiger Woods victory. Um, what, what do you remember of, of, of the course from, from 17 years ago, Tony? Oh, just, you know, the tough, toughness of it. It was hard and fast at the time. It was, uh, I know the rough is very different to what we saw last week at the Scottish Open, which is that wispy kind of um, heavy, uh, heavier grass, but you can still play through it. But boy, boy, relax. When you get offline and you get into that bracken and fur, that's a big ask for a lot of players. And I think it's a big key to um, success this week is uh, those who can keep the ball straight. Well, OK. I mean, I've got my ideas of, of who uh, people want to be on this week, but I mean, you're the guest, you're the, you're the man. Let's just uh, let's hear your views before we come to mine, Tony. Well, you know, if you do the analysis and you look at um, uh, USPGA, Live Golf, and even DP World Tour, you, and you're looking at those things about who's the who's the best off the tee, you know, shots gained off the tee, approach to green, putting. Uh, as I say, class is always permanent, form is variable. But boy, um, you know, you look at uh, Scotty Scheffler and... and Rory McIlroy and their form off the tee approach to green is just amazing. But they're putting. If they if either of those putt to me, um, they win uh, because I think their class will take them through. Um, you know, then you then you got the lights of um, John Rahm, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Henry. All of these guys are capable. And, and I think you know, as I said, cream will come to the top this week. Because it, it is tough. It is the pinnacle of golf, in a sense. Uh, and you've got some really conditions that looks like it's going to be wet. I looked at the weather forecast, a bit of wind around, sort of, you know, 16 to 23 kilometres an hour. That's not insignificant for a lot of these players to play in. Oh, it's a breeze for um, you guys. It's a breeze for Foxy and, and, and the Kiwi contingent. Or, okay, only two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, mate. Um, Down here, that's a breeze to us, a gentle zephyr. That really is a gentle zephyr. Well, I mean, look, in, in recent years, had a bit of a hiatus off the open rotor, but but obviously Tiger Woods wins in 2006, Rory McIlroy wins in 2014. So clearly classy winners. And and, and from my perspective, and, and, you know, I've done 16 podcasts, obviously prior to this one, and, and mentioned Rory McIlroy a number of times, probably not in overly glowing terms, but this week, for my money this week, Rory, the stars are aligned for Rory McIlroy to, to break that nine-year major drought. What I saw at the Scottish Open last week, 
and we'll come to the hero of the week later. So I don't want to necessarily talk too much about last week and, and why uh, he might well be my hero of the week. But what he did in the closing stretches last week was flat out phenomenal. And what's been missing for Rory for me is that that confidence that, that really, and that's a strange thing to say because he walks around puffing his chest out a little bit, but there had to be a slight nagging doubt in terms of just getting things done when it really gets tight. Now, the Scottish Open is not a major, but that finish last week will tell him everything he needs to know. He can draw on that this week. Look, his form is rock solid. He's played seven majors the last two years, top 10 in every single one. The only one he didn't was, was the Masters this year. And, and look, there's reasons, there's mitigating circumstances there. Clearly, trying to win a Grand Slam, trying to get into that elite club of golfers who have won every single major must be, the, the pressure's enormous. You know, the last one... Enormous, absolutely enormous, agree. Yeah, and, and, and this week, yeah, winning another major, clearly the pressure's huge, but it's a different type of pressure. He's been there at Royal Liverpool, he's done it, he knows the conditions, and you talk conditions uh, in what you were saying, very similar this week to 2014. Very green, yeah. Uh, yeah. very very similar to what to, to when he won, and and... And I really, really like um, Rory this week. I couldn't put anybody off him. Um, I don't like recommending kind of outright prices, eight to one and stuff like that. But I do think uh, he's got a massive chance. We'll come to the staking plan later on in the show. But who do you like um, of the outsiders? Any, anybody that uh, three-figure prices or, or beyond? You know, you've you got to like, you like guys who play on these courses, to me. Um, what about your own people? Tommy Fleetwood? Terrell Hatton, they play these courses, they know them, and not for a lot of these guys, they don't play them very often. Um, you know, Shane Lowry, one up, one up four, and and these guys can play these courses. They're a different different game to the to the ones you see in the US, right? No question. And, and I think, um, and that's why I like Rory. I think the fact that he's um, go back to Rory, but around the greens and getting up and down. Um, uh, He's he's a master at some of that stuff, and um, I, I I still think um, my my I backed him last week, Tommy Fleetwood, and, okay. I, and I thought he's he's gutsy. He hangs in there. He hangs tough, and and that's what you need in these um, big games. People who can hang tough. Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't disagree with any of those selections. I mean, I think Hatton's definitely got rock solid form, but but like everything. In, in, in this, the, the prices are fairly prohibitive. Um, his form, Hatton, has been remarkably good the last two months. But, but like everything, the bookmakers, they see that. They adjust accordingly. Yes, he's got a good open record as well. So for me, I, I can't be touching Hatton. Um, certainly wouldn't put people off him. But I, I like um, Sam Burns. Funny enough, I, I'm sure we had a conversation last week about Sam Burns. You backed him in the Scottish Open, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, I thought he'd go a lot better than he did. Yeah, he just fell off that one one bad one bad hole. He, he did. He flattered. Yeah, yeah. And it's and that's what'll happen in this open. Yeah, could he could easily happen? Yeah, they're going to have one bad hole, right? No question. Um, but at the prices, I think Burns interests me at sixty six to one, and, and Minwoo Lee. I've mentioned him a number of times in in these podcasts, but the guy he continues to impress me. Thought he'd go well last week, won the Scottish Open in 2021 in similar conditions at the same golf course. Um, like Burns, just didn't, didn't quite kick on last week. It was a very solid warm-up. And, and I think he, he's just set for stardom, this kid, Minwood Lee. And I think he, oh, will, he will go well again. For the ages, oh, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's a wonderful, wonderful player. Um, Unbelievable player. 
he is, he is. So, so I like Minwoo, Sam Burns, but Rory, Rory's the man this week for me. Uh, I said I've been very critical of him in, in uh, some of my Instagram posts over the, over the past few years and these podcasts. But this week, stars are aligned, McElroy to make it major number five. Right, well, let's, let's move to something that I'm going very close to my heart. As soon as I finish this podcast, uh, I'll be taking my, uh, my son and my father, three generations of Fergusons, to Old Trafford for day one of the fourth Ashes test. I mean, I've spoken to staff a few weeks ago and he was talking about Ashes fever in New Zealand. Clearly not competing, but there's a bit of buzz around uh, about the Ashes over there, isn't there, mate? Buzz, mate, how could you not be? What an outstanding series today, right? Oh, absolutely. Down to the wire each time. Um, people stepping up to the mark that you, you didn't expect to and, and showing class that... It's unbelievable. Um, I, it's what an outstanding series to be part of to have in your own country. It's oh, just, yeah, yeah. It just sets the cricket world apart. The Ashes series to me, it's mm. nothing like it, and um, such a such a great watch that it's been. And of course, we've got our own Brenda McCullum out there, you know, helping you guys. Oh, can't say, can't speak too highly enough of him. I mean, the, the, actually, today's very nostalgic for me because I was there. In 2005, I queued up from about six o'clock in the morning and, and was one of the, the 10,000 in the ground. I think it was 10 or 20,000 outside the ground for that famous day where, where Ricky Ponting um, just managed to, to get the Aussies to a draw, um, which ultimately wasn't enough in that series because um, obviously what happened at the, the Oval. But yeah, I, I remember 18 years ago, very, very uh, great for me to go back there today. But from a betting perspective... Uh, this is a really interesting test match because you talked weather in, in the golf, but Saturday, Sunday, look a bit of a washout here. And, and I've talked about draws not yeah. being, draws not really being part of the equation the way McCullum's sides play, certainly Ben Stokes' leadership. But if they're only going to get you know, two and a half, three days play, I think they'll get more than that because it's never quite a washout with the forecast. But uh, Australia are very happy with the draw. And Cummins, there's no question at all. They, these guys know that England are coming at them. 2-0, they were flattered by those first two victories. England deservedly got the, the win at uh, Headingley. And I'm pretty certain that if, if Pat Cummins was offered a draw right now, while he might not publicly acknowledge it, he'd take it, Tony. Oh, well, you would, wouldn't you? I mean, uh, but, but I do think that um, the great thing about Australian sides is they, they're tough, right? And and they know how to win tough. Oh, boy, yeah. Um, uh, time and time again, you've seen them in, in situations where you think, how are they going to get out of that? Excuse my name. That's they fine. do. And, and they've got this belief in themselves that's second to none. Which I have to say, I think Brendan McCollum is introducing to your English side, right? Oh, no question. They are believing in themselves like never before. And therefore, you know, it's evening, evening, the pl- evening up the playing field a lot. And it'll be sad if it goes to draw because I actually personally like seeing them win to go to the to the final, right? Wouldn't that be epic? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wouldn't it be just? It'd be just the ultimate, wouldn't it? Uh, the situation. And there's no reason why they can't. Mark. They've got the skills. They've got the talent. They've get. They've got the belief. Well, that's it. And look, you look at you just just quick touch on before we move on. It, it, Mo Ali, I don't know if you know, but he's obviously wasn't even he retired from Test cricket prior to this series. Ben Stokes given the nod after Jack Leach's injury, but he 
he actually went into the change room prior to the, the England second innings at heading. They said, right, guys, uh, with, with all this kind of cloud over who should bat at three, I want to bat three. Took ownership. Stokes loved it. OK, it didn't come off in that second innings. But they're giving him another gig at three, mainly to protect Harry Brook and drop everybody down the order. Um, but you've got to love that. I mean, you've got to love that Mo Ali has just said, right, I want to step up and, and bat three. And I think that's just just sums up this whole McCullum-Stokes attitude, which is just spreading over the rest of the boys. But but who do you see? Anybody that a hero for you? I've got my idea of I think might be England's hero, but any idea from, from your perspective? Well, man, it's a tough one to ask. Um, who's your hero? Well, I, I was going to say, I saw you were struggling there, so I was going to flip it back to me. Uh, look, Chris, Chris Wokes um, rested those first two test matches but old traffic conditions, um, if they get a chance for the ball first up today, I think he's he's very, very, very good. Um, he swings it around. Uh, I think he's going to take a load of wickets in this test match. But it's his runs as well. His runs at number eight, back order, you know, middle, late order runs are going to be crucial in this test match. And we'll come to it in my Betford 101 staking. Actually, we'll come right now. Uh, let's do the Betford 101. So this week, I'm excited to come to yours in a minute. But But my staking plan this week... Um, Rory McIlroy uh, will start off uh, not not backing him at eights to for glory in the outright betting because I've I've told you for reasons told the punters and listeners why I don't like the outright betting side but thirty five pound Rory McIlroy to win his group with three six five and his group is with Scotty Scheffler John Rahm Kepka and Cameron Smith so he's thirty five pound at twelve to five um, I'm going to have ten pound William Hill uh, I'm being very bold here. You can only get £10 on it, uh, enhanced odds, but it's uh, Rory McIlroy to finish in the top 20. We're going to get the maximum £10 there. And then a specialty bet. Um, the weather, there's no huge draw bias this week. Rory's coming um, with all sorts of confidence. He led wire to wire in 2014, and I don't see any reason why he can't do that again in 2023. So a fiver at 66 is there. Moving on, £25 Minwoo Lee to be um, the top Australian, not Australasian, because I think Ryan Fox has a bit of a squeak this week. £25 at 11 to 2, Minwoo Lee. Sam Burns, I touched on. I like him. £7.50 each way. Big price, 66s, uh, 50 odds, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 places. And then £10, Chris Wokes to be the man of the match at 25 to 1. Massive price there. Told you the reasons why. That's my 100. Tony Craig, the listeners are desperate to hear, where's your £1 going? Going on Tommy Fleetwood, top five finish. Yeah, you, you did give me the heads up. It's been good enough. Uh, last week he showed how gutsy he was to hang in there. I think that's what you need to end this open. And uh, that's my one pound bet for that, listeners. And I found the odds. Thank you very much. Tommy Fleetwood, 11 to 2. A couple of places, uh, Victor, Betfred. Uh, yeah, so 11 to 2. Tommy Fleetwood, top five. That's the 101. Uh, be remiss of me not to mention my hero of the week. Obviously, I've, I've hinted who it's going to be, but I, I, I suspect, Tony, uh, you'd probably want to give it to uh, not just the 15 All Blacks who beat South Africa, but the 23. It could be one of the 23 who came on the pitch at any time. I'll give you, give you a minute to quickly la- wax lyrical about that, if you like. Uh, it, was an, it was an outstanding performance. Um, I, I think the, the South Africans were shell-shocked for the first 20 minutes at the speed and the pace of the game. Uh, yep. And I thought they did extremely well to keep themselves back into the game, by the way. 
That's it. And certainly we've got um, some lessons to learn around our bench. Um, I think that we didn't do anywhere near as good as they did in the closing stages to close it out. Uh, but very proud of the boys. I'm proud of the progress that they're making. Um, where that will see us in the World Cup, uh, as you and I have talked about it, Mark, um, yeah. I think uh, will be very interesting. It's a tough draw that they've got. It may be better that we lose the first one. France and end up on the other side of the draw, but um, uh, but I'm still confident that that these guys, as uh, to me, have got a skill level and a commitment level that uh, I haven't seen for a while in an All Black side. There's no question. Uh, there's no the clarity of selection. I saw that with various people like Bowden Barrett, fifteen. Keeper McKenzie at bay, if you like, and Mwanga at 10, Frizzell at 6. The clarity of selection, not having utility players all around the place. Pick your best player in his best position. New Zealand haven't done that for a few years. We can, time is permitting us, we can talk about this in, in, in the future. I hope to get you back on talking about the World Cup. But yeah, really interesting signs. New Zealand, without question, without question. Uh, go on, sir. There's key, there's key positions in rugby teams. You know I've played a bit, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to me, uh, front row, open side flankers, halfback, centre and fullback. That's it. And you can't muck around with those people's in other positions. No, and credit to Foster. Credit to Foster. Much maligned coach. Seems to be getting uh, the, the grip of that, albeit the fact that he's leaving at the end of the World Cup. But credit to him. Right, quickly. Hero of the week. Got to be Rory McIlroy. Uh the, the five Arnie hit into 17, um, into the win. The hardest on the course on, on 18. For Rory to be getting a two iron from 205 yards, his second shot into a par four. Bearing in mind, Bob McIntyre at three would earlier. Um, but just to finish it off with a putt, hero of the week. That was last week. I'm hoping he's this week's hero of the week. But this time, I've got to get to Old Trafford. You've probably got to do stuff to, in, in uh, Aotearoa. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure, Tony Craig. Anything, any last parting shots for the listeners, my friend? Well, it's hopefully your top five, Tommy Fleetwood top five is a winner for people. But yeah, thank you, Tony. And listeners, uh, I won't be doing the, the podcast Life Mod Trafford today. This is effectively that, that Wednesday, the, the 19th of July podcast. But yes, I will be doing something live from, from Royal Liverpool tomorrow. But for episode 17, from me, from Tony Craig in New Zealand, it's goodbye. Good, good morning from me. Good evening from him. Take care.